there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Rose Rimler, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today, we're looking at the Delta variant of the coronavirus, which is now dominating the U.S. We wanted to find out what's actually going on with Delta. Like, if you crack open the hood and peek inside, what makes it so special? So for this, we called up Professor Anne Sheehy. She's a virologist and immunologist at the College of the Holy Cross. And she told us that Delta actually has a bunch of mutations, but the most important ones are those that affect a very specific part of the virus. What they're tracking the most and, and what is, is likely to be really important are the changes that occur in spike. The famous spike protein. Yes, <laughs> right. It never goes away. It's never going to go away. It's never going to get away. Last time we talked to Anne, she told us about a change in spike that scientists were calling the eek mutation. For Delta, there's another mutation we're zooming in on. It's called P681R. So the P681R, that, that's the one that's probably getting the most attention um, right now is trying to figure out, hey, what's different? Do we have any cute nicknames for these new mutations? <laughs> not, not that I've heard. Well, we were thinking that the P681R, that we could call that the permutation. The, the permutation, that's right. That's right. And it's like, I like also the play on word of permutation. I um, just heard that. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was the joke until just now <laughs> when yeah. I said it. Because it's a permutation so, of a virus. That is the dorkiest thing I've ever said, actually. Oh, but so nice. <laughs> <laughs> So what does the permutation do? This is a little bit more complicated, but we can break this down easy because um, people who listen to this stuff are really sharp. Yeah, you guys got this. It all starts when new viruses are born. So let's say you get infected with a coronavirus. You sniff up a virus and it wiggles its way into one of your cells. That virus gets to work making tons of copies of itself inside that cell, little virus babies. These babies eventually leave and go out looking for new cells to infect. But before they do that, they often get a little snip from an enzyme. So it has to be clipped by um, some molecular scissors. The snip changes the shape of the spike, making it easier for the virus to latch onto other cells in your body. With the old version of this virus, the process was a little bit hit or miss. Sometimes the molecular scissors would bump into the baby virus and make the clip, and sometimes they wouldn't. But with the permutation, it's almost like these baby viruses have a little crease right where the scissors need to snip. You can think of it like a perforation. In this case, what, what the virus has done is optimize those perforations where it's clean, it's beautiful, um, it's really easy for the molecular scissors to find it, clip, and, and on you go. It reminds me actually of ripping a paper towel off. Yes, sure. And sometimes it works clean, goes cleanly, like, ah, one paper towel, but sometimes you rip off half the next one or only half <laughs> the one right. you wanted. Exactly, exactly. So in this metaphor, the, the, the Delta variant is like ripping perfect paper towels off every time it wants one. Zoop, zoop, zoop. Yes, and it's just, yeah, absolutely. And then it's not that the original doesn't, isn't capable of doing it. It's just that it's not as good at it. Yeah. By the way, all this research is pretty early, but this is Anne's best guess at what's going on. 
And her takeaway is that the PER mutation, along with other mutations in Delta, seem to be upping the chances that each virus your body pumps out will be able to worm its way into other cells. Anne thinks this could be a big reason why Delta is spreading so quickly, and also why we're hearing about more breakthrough cases in vaccinated folks. There's just more virus for our immune system to fight off. It's kind of a whack-a-mole situation. Other research is suggesting that Delta might also be better at sneaking past our immune system. Scientists are still working it all out. But we do know that for the most part, when vaccinated people do get infected, they aren't getting nearly as sick as unvaccinated people. You're way less likely to end up in the hospital or to die if you have the vaccine. So even though this is nerve-wracking for vaccinated folks, right now, Delta is still much scarier for unvaccinated people. Overall, Anne says, it's not that the mutations are giving the virus superpowers, they're just making it better at doing what it already does. This virus is not like a super virus in the sense that it's so much more stable, it can live on countertops, um, it hangs in the air longer, like none of that. Um, it's, it's purely at this stage, at least from what we can see, it's purely traced back to the increased number of particles. And this might be a big increase. Some early research suggests that with Delta, you might have a thousand times more virus in your throat compared to the original strain. So what is that? That's it's hard for me to wrap my head around that. Does, does a thousand times higher viral load mean it's a thousand times more infectious? Um, no, no. Yeah, even if this number is right and people's viral load is a thousand times higher, it doesn't mean you're a thousand times more likely to catch COVID from someone with Delta. Because fortunately, there are a lot of ways the virus can screw up when it copies itself, even if it's really good at making this perforation. So not all the particles you hack up are going to be infectious. Plus, it might also depend on what your symptoms are, like how much you're coughing. So that all helps explain why it looks like, in real life, Delta is about two to three times as infectious as the old strain. So when we say the viral load is this much higher. We don't want people to freak out and think, oh my God, I can't go anywhere. No, that's that's not true. But you, what you want to be aware of is that if you're in a place where there's, there is virus circulating, you are more likely to encounter that. We're also hearing that besides being easier to spread, Delta is also making people more sick. And some early data backs this up. One study found that people who got infected with the Delta variant were twice as likely to be hospitalized as people infected with an older strain. Before we wrap up, there are two more things that we looked into here. First, some people are saying that kids in particular might be getting sicker from Delta. Cases in kids are going up in the U.S., which makes sense because most of them aren't vaccinated. But actually, some early numbers suggest that in the past couple weeks, kids with COVID were less likely to get hospitalized or to die than they were early on in the pandemic. Still, it's something to keep an eye on. And finally, we looked into booster shots. It makes sense to think that an extra shot might help people with suppressed immune systems, but scientists haven't really tested this. We found one small study that gave a booster to people who'd gotten organ transplants. It found that half of them had ramped up antibodies afterwards, but half of them didn't. And we have no information about what good this might do, if any, for everyone else. All right, so as we look this Delta variant square in its stupid little face, what is the takeaway? 
Well, this is all especially bad news for unvaccinated people. The virus is more contagious and potentially more severe. But the vaccinated folks who do get COVID, they're still way less likely to get really sick, which means the vaccines are still working hard for us. Ultimately, what this whole Delta fiasco tells us is that we may be dealing with this pandemic for a while yet. And as long as a big chunk of the globe isn't vaccinated, a lot more people will get sick. And there will be plenty of chances for the virus to evolve, potentially into something worse than what we've got now. There are these other variants floating around. We've heard of Lambda and Iota. Apparently, I have to learn the Greek alphabet now. Um, yes. It's like I already had to learn <laughs> that, like how the immune system works last year. This year, I have to learn Greek. <laughs> but are we just going to keep getting pummeled like with worse and worse versions of this thing forever? Um, no, I don't think so. I think um, I wonder if what we will eventually reach is a stalemate, much like we have with influenza. But it may eventually it'll probably stabilize. So Anne thinks there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But how long that tunnel is, nobody knows. This was just a snippet from our full episode on the Delta variant. In that episode, we look more into the science of whether or not vaccinated folks can catch and transmit Delta. So if you're curious, head over to our main feed by searching for Science Versus on Spotify. That's Science VS. And click on the Delta variant. How bad is it? And we'll see you over there. Bye.